Welcome, Ola. What's good? Hey, y'all. Hey, you are tuned in to Circle Up with Amanda Heard. What's good, family? Here we are, season six, episode two pure hearted giving. I'm super excited about this episode as usual. You guys know we are in the pruning season, the season of reflection. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to dive deep into this episode because once again, we're going to be grabbing hold of those things, getting rid of those branches, those things that may become a challenging to our next level, our next step, our next chapter. And that's not what we want. We want to grow. We want to reach those new levels and new heights. We want to get to those places that God has designed for us. So I'm super excited about that. Before we tap into this season, or we're in this season, into this episode more say, I'd love to do another shout out. So this week, I'm going to give a shout out to the pastors over at Life Changers Church NC, Pastor Michelle and Darrell Holmes. These two are phenomenal leaders. They're leaders that are very rare to find. They love God and love people. And y'all know here at Circle Up, that's what what we stand on. We love God and we love people. But listen, they're so pure. And when I think about this episode, I think about how they are pure and they're given. They're pure and they're given of the word that they have inside of them. They're pure and they're given of whatever it is that people that they are connected to stand in need of. And that's just a phenomenal thing. A lot of us say these things, but then we do not react on these things. We do not um, go forth and, and give in the manner that we should. And so they're phenomenal. When I thought about this episode, I thought about them. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. Listen, if you are in the Raleigh, Cary, Morrisville, um, Garner, surrounding areas, and you are looking for a church, you're looking for something that is going to help you change your life. You're looking for somewhere to go, somewhere to be planted, somewhere to serve, somewhere to help. Life Changers Church NC is where you want to be. They are right over there at 4809 Hargrove Grove, Unit 113. Their church is currently on Saturdays at 6 p.m., so listen, there's time for you to get there. And if you want to find them on a social media, then you can look them up on Facebook at Life Changers Church NC. Be encouraged, you guys. Listen, if this is what you're looking for, if this is what you need, this is your season to tap into it. Now that we are having all of those things and all of those announcements and great shout outs out the way, let's get ready to dive into this episode. Grab your snacks, drinks, and chairs, and let's get ready to circle up. Alrighty, so let's waste no time. Pure Hearted Giving. Pure Hearted Giving. This is an episode that was given to me when I was in a thought process of how I used to give versus how I began giving. And I just want to tell you guys something. Okay, so one thing is I have never been a person that stressed, worried, or even cared about when I gave. When I gave, I I had no tally marks in my head of who I gave it to, why I gave it to, what they doing with what I gave. I was always just a pure giver at heart. Like, I didn't give when I didn't want to give. (laughs) But when I felt the urge to give, I gave. And I gave fully. And so um, I was just in this thought process, and I was thinking about what pushed me to a place where I went long term without the desire to freely give 
And in that, in the middle of that process, it's not even that I stopped giving completely, but I realized that I gave way less than I would have normally gave. And so three questions that I ask myself in this process is, why do you give? Would you give if no one was watching? How do you feel after you give what you gave? There's a fun scripture in the Bible, um, and it talks about being careful of of how you display righteousness. Um, it talks about just being careful of how you give and when you give, and it it digs deep into um, like not giving for the purpose of people seeing or not giving for the purpose of witnesses to see like how much you gave and what you did and how you did it so that they can applaud you and be happy and lift you up in their eyes, but that you give from the heart and that you give in pretty much a place of of truth, a place of rawness, a place of pureness. And that's what secret giving is. It's not necessarily giving when nobody is watching, but it's the motive behind why you give if people are watching or when people are watching. I remember, um, in my good old church days, <laughs> y'all listen, I am not old and I do not have like them super long old church at the church at the church at the church stories, but I do have some experiences, right? <laughs> but in my good old church days, I remember, um, I remember being in a place where we would visit different churches and we would visit different, um, different houses of prayer or whatnot. And when we went to those places, it almost seemed like no matter what you gave was not enough. And not only not only when we went to those places, but sometimes there would be people that actually came into our place of worship and they would do an altar, I mean an offering call. And when they did the call for the offering, they would literally count the funds or look over the funds. And if there was not enough funds to match, I guess, whatever they had gold or whatever they had um, hoped to reach that night, they would put that pressure back on us, the people, the congregation, and make us scrape up coins. And I say make because that guilt or that heaviness that you feel in the room, it will push you to do something that you did not originally want to do. And so in that place, it robs you out of your happiness. It robs you out of your joy. And it pushes you into this place of feeling like, well, I'm going to do it because my neighbor is doing it. And I don't want to be the only one who's not going up there to give. Or I'm not happy about this. And I don't know how I'm going to eat tonight or how I'm going to put gas in my car to get home or back to work the next day. But I can't not give. And I feel like it's only four, five, six, you know, of us in this particular area that, you know, um, have to get up and, and move forward. And if I'm just one of the few, then I'm going to stand out. And so because of situations like that, it, um, it really started to, I really started to not like the feel of giving. Well, that's what I equated it to anyhow. You know, I equated that to how giving should be. And so I started looking at people in different areas, like, um, we, we real on this show, so we just going to 
we're going to talk about it. I started looking at people that would be standing on the side of the roads or people that would come up to me at gas stations or at the grocery store and, in a sense, beg for money. And I started looking at them with the same um, eye that I would look at those people in church that was, you know, trying to position me or pin me um, against this wall and make me feel like I had to give you something. Like, don't place your pity on me. Like, don't make me, or I guess I should say, don't make me pity you. Like, my heart should cry out to the need that you have, and I should be able to freely move in that. And so, um, one of the things that I realized is I got into a cycle of giving because people were watching, like people were there. I lost the love, the joy for giving, and I started to give because of what it might look like or seem like or how I might be categorized if I did not give when they required me to give. And so um, many times <laughs> I would think like, Dag, if nobody was here, and this goes to that question, would you give if nobody was watching? Like, if it was a whole lot more of us in here, like, and I was, we were not just a few in this section, but there was many of us in this section, and I knew I wasn't going to be one, or I didn't think or feel I would be the one out of the few that wouldn't go give, then Heck no, I wouldn't give, <laughs> you know? I hate to say it, but I love to say it because it's the truth, and I hate to say it because it sounds so bad, but that's my truth. Like, it, after you, after I gave in my moment of giving, after I gave in that, in that feel of giving, and that joy of giving, and then you, you recalculate what didn't measure up to what you expected, and you place that weight back on me, it snatched me out of the zone of joyful. It snatched me out of that joy. It snatched me out of that place of truly wanting to give you anything else. And so when I had to dig into that place, I mean, it was nothing pretty about it. And a matter of fact, it was so um, frustrating that, you know, we would jokingly talk about it like weeks and weeks down the line like every time it happened we would jokingly talk about it but that joke was coming from a real place in our heart and nobody was really um bold enough to stand up and be like no we are not about to do this you know <laughs> no this is not what it's about to be like like we are not about to keep giving out of this place in that time frame and times begin to change and as time went on things begin to go and we begin to get taught that if it's not joyful then don't give it at all if it's not coming from a place where you don't have to keep tally marks where you don't have to wear um, the weight of what you just did, then don't don't do it. You're not obligated to. And even though somebody might look at you funny, or you might feel funny, or the situation doesn't seem like it's getting any better, they're just standing there and waiting, and you're just sitting. You do not have to give. It's worse to give in that place than to give in a place of of, in a sense, hatefulness. Like. If I'm going to, if think about it this way, if somebody is going to do something for you, 
You would love to know that the person that is doing something for you is doing it out of joy. So because they are doing it out of joy, they're going to do their best. They're going to give their best. They're going to, they're not going to do anything um, to taint what they do. They're going to do everything to the fullest of their ability. But when you make somebody do something for you, or when somebody does not want to do something for you, you get the bare minimum of what they're giving you. And that's just, it's, it's not worth it. Like you don't even want it. You, you get to this place in yourself where you're like, well, shoot, you might as well kept that. It, it makes me go to a place, uh, I don't know how many of us listeners out, or y'all listeners out there have kids, but it's like, when you know your kids got chores, and your kid's not doing their chores, and then you're like, you have to make them do their chores. I don't know about y'all, but some of them dishes still end up dirty. Some of them spots in the bathroom still ain't clean. <laughs> it's like, I have to go back and get you again to make you reclean what you did. But when they do it in their own time, it's like they do it with this joy. They do it because, you know, they want someone to be proud of them or they do it because it needs to be done. And, you know, they're just in their happy place. They, you know, you turn on music, you get in your zone and you do it to the best of your ability. And I believe that giving should be done in the very same way. So because we're in a season of reflection, and because we're in the season of pruning the heart, I encourage us to dig deep into our hearts and ask ourselves those three questions. Why do you give? Would you give if no one was watching? How do you feel when you give? When you begin to dig into your heart and ask yourself those questions, and if anything comes up that is the opposite, that stands on the opposite side of joy, or stands on the opposite side of fulfillment, stands on the opposite side of a happy place, then that's something that we need to recheck. That's something that needs to be pruned. That's an area where you're given where maybe you shouldn't be given. That's an area where you're doing something for the wrong reason, and that's not a healthy place. What that does is it weighs on the heart. And when something is weighing on the heart, it begins to cause issues. It begins to stir up things that is not necessarily, you know, um, in in a need to be stirred up. And that's just Again, I say not a healthy place for us to be, especially when we're in um, the process of getting ready to level up, getting ready to, to grow into our new place, our, our new space, grow into these new positions, get into this new place where, you know, we can, we can become more than what we just were. If we're holding on to these things that's weighing down our heart, that just means when we get to that next place, we're going to be the same us. And that's not what we desire. We desire to grow strong. We desire to be better than we were before. We desire wisdom and knowledge. We desire to be able to help others and grow others. But we can't give people these jewels if we're giving them from a dark place, if we're giving them from a wrong place. A lot of times our words are based upon our experiences. And so when we give people words of what quote unquote, what we would consider wisdom, but it came from a broken experience, then we're not giving people the truth of the matter, the truth of the fact. We're not really giving people the real answer to the problem. We're no longer being the rightful solution. And that's what we need to work towards. So have you ever found yourself given because people were looking? Have you ever found yourself, you know, doing something where it, it, 
even even in for us uh, believers who, you know, have found ourselves in church for many years or a long time, you know, even when it came to giving a word, giving um, or sharing a scripture or prayer, praying, do you ever get boastful in your spirit or do you ever share a scripture that you haven't even fully um, read, dissected or lived out yourself, but because you mem- you remembered it, you memorized it? You got before people and you gave it because somebody put you in this place where where you begin to feel like you had to give. If you're a believer, if you're walking this lifestyle, like you should know word, you should have word in you. So, you know, when I call on you, you know, you should be ready at all times. Be ready at all times. And then you gave something out of a place where you wasn't joyful, out of a place where you weren't ready, out of a place that was discouraging. Have you ever found yourself in that place? I'm telling you, when you get comfortable in these places, what happens is we become a mockery. We become a show and tell. We become something that in the beginning we never wanted to reach. And the Bible tells us that when we do these things out of um, self-desire, when we do these things out of the wrong places, the reward that we get is the reward that we shall have. See, the Lord has a greater reward for us. When we give from a pure place, the reward that he has for us is bigger than what we can imagine. It's mind-blowing. We can't piece together to comprehend the reward that he holds for us when we give from a pure place. But whenever we find ourselves in these areas where we have allowed the world to shape us, the experiences that we went through to shape us, and now we give from these places so that people can glorify us, people can lift us up, people won't put us in certain categories, then that reward that we get, the, oh, Amanda got caught in the $50 line, oh, Amanda gave her brand new shoes to this homeless guy on on the side of the road, oh, Amanda just gave so-and-so $50 for gas, oh, Amanda just prayed over somebody, and I believe their whole life is going to be changed. Yes, she did it right here in the middle of the library, real loud, real loud and pretty. Like, when we begin to get in these places where we're doing it for the show of others because we have unraveled so much that we lost ourselves and the experience instead of growing from the experience we will receive the reward of man and that reward is nowhere big enough to sustain us nowhere big enough to suit all of the the stuff that we that we've given all of the stuff that we've that we've wasted this time on it's it's not big enough. And one thing about that, let's say it's let's say it's big enough for us at eyesight. I can guarantee that it will not last long. It will not upkeep itself. It will not keep you in that standing place that you believe you deserve to be in. It will only break you down. It will only make it worse. It will only add It will only add to that rooted place in your heart and begin you to grow even the more so in that area. And you will become more and more and more like that and further and further away from God than you've ever desired. Something that I love about this episode is it's not just something that is for us, the believers, you know, us that um, are seasoned in church, us that are leaders in church, us that um, understand that we are the church and we carry this thing out. But 
it's a very, very good principle to practice, right? It's a very good principle to practice all throughout the different areas of our life. Our work, our family, our homes, our jobs, well, that's work, but like everywhere that we go, everything that we're connected to. Um, and it's so it's such a, a, a beautiful principle because in those same ways that God will, you know, reward us and and in a um, in a bigger, broader way that was gonna extend even the more so, he can do it in all areas. He's not limited to one area. So where we may be cutting ourselves short and getting this praise in the church house, right? What about at work? Do they see you like that at work? Or where we may be like that at work, where we may be everything and anything that, you know, they need us to be and we're just so given and we just look like we're, we're giving everything that we have and we'll give the shirt off our backs. Do they see us like that at home? Like the reward may be there from them, but then when you come to your true self, is that the same reward that you receive at home? You see, one thing about God's reward reward is it's granted all around. Not only do we get to experience a glimpse of it here, but then even as we pass on and go into heaven one day, we receive the greater reward there. You see, here it cuts off right where the man who gave it to us is. It doesn't extend any further than that. And that's not where we desire to be. So I encourage you all that if you found yourself drifted off into this place where it's been challenging, it's been hard for you to give, it's been upsetting for you to give, you begin keeping tally marks on when you give and how you give, and you're only gonna give if people are watching or people are around because you'd rather the praise of people or you'd rather people not put you in a place, then understand that reward will only be right there. Understand that God desires so much more for you, that what he has for you, man cannot give. Understand that this is a moment for you to go into your heart alone. You don't have to do it with anybody. Go into your heart. Answer these questions truthfully. And if you find yourself on the other end of giving, selfishly giving, then give that thing over to God. Begin to pray and ask him to help you get into a place of joyful giving, get into a place of desirable giving, get into a place where no matter who's around, no matter what's going on, if you want to then you will freely, and what you have is okay and enough. And if you don't, that you're not cursed, that you're not breaking a law, that you're not troubled, and that no matter what man can say about you or what people can place you under, the same way that reward will only go as far as they speak it is the same way what they say will go because truth will fulfill the entire situation and when God begins to reward you it will begin to silence the mouths of those who did not it will begin to put you in a place where everything that was spoken that was untrue has to bow down I encourage you to be free from that place I encourage you to really dig deep in every branch that comes to your mind, every branch that flows from your heart. Give it over to God. 
give it over to God. Say, Lord, I, I just want to be free from that. Lord, I, I'm not, I don't, you know what? I'm not giving another dime until I'm joyful. I'm not giving another word until I'm joyful about it. I'm not, you know, get into this place where you're really like, Lord, I'm, I'm tired of living this, this, this guilt wave of giving, and I desire to give freely. I desire to give in a way where I'm excited about what I gave. I knew, and I know without a doubt that my five dollars is is gonna do something for that individual I gave it to. I know without a doubt that that hug that I gave, that I was not forced into giving, is gonna do something for that individual today. I know that no matter what it is I do have, whether it's my time, my money, my words, whatever it is that I do have. When I give it from a place of joy, it will go further than I'd ever imagined. God, that's the place I want to be. That's the place I want to be. Help me strip away the areas that go against those places. And I'm telling you, friends, that he will do it for you. And I'm telling you this with such confidence because he's done it for me. If I'm being completely honest with you guys, I just got back into a place where I'm freely and joyfully given again. It excites me to give. When I give somebody something, when I give some, no matter what it is, I'm excited about it. I'm excited. It makes my heart leap for joy. And that's what creates a healthy, a healthy heart, a healthy space. And that's what I desire for all of you to have. Well, that's all I have for this episode. I pray that this episode is an episode that will bless you right where you are and encourage you to reflect on yourself and really dig deep into your heart this week and really find those areas that may have been gray. And if this is something that, you know, is not where you can find yourself, but maybe you know somebody who is struggling with this, be encouraged to share this episode with them so that we all may break free from that place and get back to a a place, a safe place of joyful giving. Be blessed, guys. Well, once again, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to Circle Up with Amanda Hurd. This episode was phenomenal. I hope that it blessed somebody right where they are. We encourage you to chase after our Facebook and our Instagram posts. There's just so much we have and we are ready to release to you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, as I stated, at Circle Up underscore AH. There you will find multiple newsletters, encouraging encouraging words, um, people that we are supporting and uplifting. Everything that you need is there. And if you cannot find what you need, feel free to reach out to us and we will promise to help you reach somebody that can get you to where you're trying to go. Be blessed, guys. Talk to you soon.